Hi. Hi. Welcome to Cool Gals. I'm Cassandra. And I'm Julie. And today we are talking about shoes. <laughs> shoes. shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, neither of us are wearing any right now. That's true. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, today... I'm talking about a fella that has the word shoe in his name. What? Even. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh wait, there's more. Uh Because it's not just, that's not, I mean like sometimes I do stretches. Yeah, I mean that would be a pretty big stretch, (laughs) but like, I would get it. (laughs) You know, like that's what I'm kind of expecting for this episode. (laughs) Yeah, whatever we can find. shoes. (laughs) What the hell? I feel like it was much easier to it find was, than I thought. I, the first thing I Googled, I found something. <laughs> like, that never happens. I can't remember the last time that happened. Right. Everything is so, seems like it should be much harder. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about Shoe Relay. Okay. Um, who is from Tatar. Tatar. <laughs> uh, which is more of like a culture than a specific place. At okay. least not anymore Mm. um it's like one of those it's like uh, these peoples have been around for uh, thousands of years Uh or whatever um but they live now in like russia ish Mm -hmm. russia yeah russia okay close um (laughs) (laughs) as you can tell kind of so they okay here i should actually be reading my notes (laughs) Because obviously, um, I don't have a great memory for it. So the Tatars uh, Mm -hmm. mainly inhabit country along the Volga River in Central European Russia. I'm not sure what that means. European Russia? Anyway. Um, But the Volga (laughs) side region of Tatarstan is Russia's heartland of Tatar culture. Tatar. Sure. Which is still proudly practiced and preserved. So it's... Okay. It's there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, this makes sense. Now back to why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Shoe relay. So he is a male forest demon found Ooh. in Tatar mythology, obviously. So living in the densest forests, his body is covered in woolly fur. Mm-hmm. He has long, bony, pointy fingers. Ooh. And he has a hideous horn <laughs> right in the middle of his forehead. Just one? Just like one. a unicorn? <laughs> yeah. Aww. What if he was the unicorn of myth? Spindly <laughs> fingers. Covered yeah. in hair. <laughs> a hideous horn. Uh, But Shurele is a shapeshifter and can take many forms, but, and I love it because it's like with every shapeshifter, whenever he tries to be human, it just messes up so bad. Not quite right. Um, So when he tries to hide as a human, he does just the worst job. Um, So he will look for the most part like your average peasant, (laughs) but with glowing (laughs) eyes. Oh, no. And backwards shoes, um, which was confusing to me, but I think it means left, lefts on rights. Oh, so not like facing behind him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's that's a little okay, more. Okay, that makes more sense. Vague. Yeah, I also was immediately like, oh, so they're <laughs> pointing backwards. <laughs> no, no, no. So it would How actually would you be do that? harder. Like, I feel like I wouldn't necessarily immediately see that someone's shoes were the opposite. Oh no. 
but I mean, I, I wouldn't be looking. Maybe I would, right? You know, like, like especially peasant shoes. They, they can. I can only imagine that they're, you know, not great. <laughs> it's just, just brown pieces of leather or something, right? Or like potato dirty. sacks. I don't know. Potato sacks. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what they made shoes out of. They're peasants. Who cares? <laughs> Whatever they had around, I would imagine. <laughs> but the glowing eyes are very that I would notice specific. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so chances are, though, you won't actually see him in the dark forest he inhabits, okay. as Shurile likes to silently watch you mm. from behind the trees, waiting for a human unlucky enough to get lost in his wooded home. Oh, no. So he's waiting. But once I he I forgot find... he's a demon. Like, in my head, I'm like this, like, fuzzy... <laughs> wooded like you know bigfoot with a horn mm-hmm. like a beanie baby yeah <laughs> like a sweet little like shy a little shy guy you know nope uh you're wrong <laughs> he's a literal forgot demon. about his bony spindly fingers <laughs> which he's gonna put to good use in a second no. all right oh, God. so um so once he finds you you're in for a horrible and prolonged death oh no uh but this is no normal Horrific death by folkloric monster. Okay, well, that doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) True. There's no normal here. Uh, So, Shurele prefers to kill you by tickling you to death. No! I'm so ticklish. (laughs) No! That would be a nightmare. Like, you you touch any part of me, and I'm like, oh! Ooh, ooh! Ah! Uh, yep. But he does it so much and so angrily, I guess, <laughs> that you die. So that's why he has the spindly, spindly fingers. To better tickle you with. Gross. <laughs> the better to tickle you with, granddaughter. What a horrible way to go. Yeah. Because, like, you're, you're laughing. <laughs> but you're lost in the forest. Yeah. And the last thing you think about is being tickled. Right. I wouldn't think about that, like, even if I wasn't. Like, no, nowhere in the world am I, like, I, you know, I'm not in your house thinking about being tickled. I'm not, like, in my house being, thinking about being tickled. <laughs> like, driving down the street in the grove. You know, any mm-hmm. setting, I'm never, ever thinking about being tickled. Well, you should be, apparently. No. Uh, so yeah, it's rough. <laughs> all right. But not all is lost, except for you in the forest. <laughs> I realize. Shouldn't have written shouldn't have written it like that. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Alright. So if you are lucky enough to befriend Shurele, yeah, it is said that you can learn the secrets of magic. So he is a trickster. But I feel like I'm not smart enough. <laughs> right? You can be. You, I don't know. It doesn't say how you can become his friend, but I don't know. You gotta be funny. You gotta be tricky. I don't know. What? But not because you're that? gonna like. There's a story about someone who kind of tricks him, and he doesn't like it. So I'm not sure well, how yeah, to. Yeah, I, I him. wouldn't think he would. I mean, unless he's like you know, because there are some who are like, if you do this, if you can outwit me. In this way, mm-hmm. then you can have, you know, whatever, gold or whatever. Yeah, like a sphinx. Like, like... Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, if you Rumpel... can guess my weird-ass name, <laughs> then you can have your child back? Mm-hmm. Is that, was that, that was he, kid, he kidnapped someone? The firstborn child, yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <messed> up. <laughs> right. But, like, but most of them, I feel like, are, are very um, proud 
of how tricky they are. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be like, they're not going to be happy when they get outwitted. <laughs> right. Angry. That's my game. Yeah. Buddy. The sore losers. <laughs> oh man. So, um, so he's a trickster. He can lead peasants astray and can make you get lost in oh. the woods as well. Uh, I'm already getting lost in the woods for sure. Like, I have no sense of direction at all. Yeah, well, but, so you think you're getting lost in the woods. You think maybe it's a shoe relay and you're like, whoop, gotta try to do something, yeah. I guess. You can. Oh. So, to find the way out, you have to turn your clothes inside out and wear shoes on the opposite feet. I don't know if he like is like, oh, I see, I see ooh, that. Ooh, I like your ugly. shoes. That's great. <laughs> you're ugly like me. <laughs> you look you're not quite right like me. <laughs> right. That's so strange. It's just like, like, oh, thank you for acknowledging me. I don't know. Or something like that's maybe a weird thing. Maybe it thinks that you're a peasant or you're, I'm sorry, you're, nope. I was going to say, the maybe he thinks that you're a shoe relay, yeah. but it's not a shoe. It's, it's shoe relay. There's the only shoe, one. Yeah, there's just, yeah. it's not like a herd of shoe The all-powerful <laughs> shoe relay. Uh, so, anyway. It's so strange. I don't know. Solidarity, maybe? Maybe that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so then I found some stories. Oh, fun. Um, and it's by Sibirzian Badretdin. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. I am sure I am pronouncing correctly. Uh-huh. Um, so he. <laughs> so they say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Just then, go with so they say um, there are many stories about Shuwale that Tatar <laughs> village Tatar? elders uh, tell their grandchildren. One of them was retold to me by my mother when I was a child. So get ready. Fun. In one village, the local residents noticed that one of their horses regularly disappeared every night and returned home early in the morning, completely exhausted and lathered. Lathered in what? (laughs) (laughs) I assumed that lathered was like another word for uh, for tired, but now I don't think so. (laughs) Lathered in what? (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, what does it mean? So lathered. Definition number three. Of a horse in parentheses, be covered with sweat. Ew. The old mare was lathered and I decided it was time for a rest. Oh you waited until she was lathered uh-huh. to give her a rest? That's disgusting. What a jerk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, um, okay. So anyway, well I lathered. So they were totally flabbergasted by its mysterious disappearances. Fair. Fair. That's weird. I would be pissed too. Yeah. Because they need tired. horses. You know, they need the horses to yeah. do stuff. It's not just like a pet. And nighttime is for it to sleep. Yeah. Hmm. So one day they decided to ask a local elder for help. The elder recommended covering the saddle of the horse with tar Ooh. and letting it go. <laughs> The next morning, the people of the village were awakened by ear-splitting screams. (laughs) They looked out of their windows and couldn't believe their eyes. On top of the horse, glued to the saddle, there was a scary-looking dark creature that looked like a human being. The creature screamed at the top of its lungs. 
The village men caught the creature, who turned out, of course, to be Shurele, and killed him. Oh, shit. So in that in that <laughs> case, he's dead. What? Um, unless it's like demon death, where like you're like, oh, I killed it. Yeah. And then the demon's like, wink. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. We can move on now. And then, <laughs> the end of an episode of Supernatural. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. But the most famous story... About Shurele. That's not the most famous one. Uh, it is not. That one is just the one uh, by that one person's Mom. mother. <laughs> so so this was told by, um, ooh, I'm going to get it, uh, Gabdula Tukai, okay. who is actually seen as the greatest Tatar poet of all time. And his poem, Shurele, is probably the most well-known Tatar poem in the entire 1,000-year-old history of Tatar literature. Wow. So, yeah, a uh, big deal. Yeah. This is still written by that same person. Um, so the one, so he told his mom's story, and then now he's going into, like, a more well-known... Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. Thank um, you for the clarification. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, all attempts... I love this. I love this. So, this person <laughs> who wrote this is, like, obsessed... <laughs> With this poem. <laughs> so good. Okay, so all attempts to translate Shurele are fruitless and will never succeed. People <laughs> who are lucky enough to be able to read it in the original are truly blessed. The heart of any Tatar fills with warmth when he reads the magic words. And then he goes on to say the words. Oh my uh, kazan Artenda, Barder, Burr, <laughs> Avel... <laughs> Kurlai Diller. <laughs> Everything sounds like... so funny in a Midwestern accent. <laughs> You're really gonna turn it up. Um, Artenda Bar Derber. <laughs> Kurlai Diller. <laughs> which uh, I guess is translated to, which is funny because they're like, you can't do it. You can't translate it. And then, like, three lines later, it's like, all right, so this is how it's translated. <laughs> but the words, near Kazan, there's a village known to people as Kurlai. Oh, okay. Or that's, Kurlai. You know, Sorry. that's nothing. That's nothing special. I've written better poems than that. <laughs> but apparently, in the hearts of a <laughs> Tatar. Tataran. Yes. <laughs> okay, so in uh, Tukai's poem... A young, handsome woodcutter decides to go to the forest to get some wood. Mm. Hmm. Uh, He prepares his horse-drawn cart and leaves the village of Kurlai late in the evening. Once in the forest, he fells a few trees and puts the timber on the cart. A few trees? Uh, Yeah. By himself? Yeah. Wow, good for you. Uh, One of the pieces appears to be too big. In order to split it in half, the man puts a wedge into a slit in the log and starts hitting it with his axe. Suddenly, he sees a horrible-looking furry creature with long fingers and a horn on his forehead. (laughs) It is Shirlet. about like pointing your finger it was sure and then you literally like your eyes went off somewhere else i could see your brain being like what the fuck is the name how do i say this i just said it where did it go where did it go 
searching through the files. <laughs> Your little brain man is on a coffee break. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I should be working. <laughs> All right. I got it. Okay. Ooh. It is shoe relay. Ta-da. <laughs> hey, young man. Says shoe oh, relay. Yes. Why don't you put your instruments down and play a tickling game with me? Um, no, thank you. <laughs> the boy politely refuses. The boy. I know, now it says boy. Man, <laughs> the man, I will change I'm it. I'm already like, this is a hot man. <laughs> it's a hot <laughs> lumberjack. He's a sexy man. <laughs> All right. Uh, the man politely <laughs> refuses, but after Shirley's demands become more insistent, he finally agrees, but only agrees under one condition. That at first, that first, Shurelay will help him split the log. Easy enough. Fair. It's a tough job. <laughs> yeah. Put your fingers into the slit in oh, the log stop. and pull it apart. <laughs> stop. And pull it apart while I drive the wedge in, says the young man cunningly. It is fair. <laughs> when Shirley reluctantly agrees, the young woodcutter, instead of driving the wedge in, suddenly drives it out with a few strokes of the axe. Shirley's fingers get stuck in the log. <gasps> oh no! The creature begins to scream and yell, threatening <laughs> the man with all kinds of punishments and then imploring him, but to no avail. Good for him. <laughs> the young man, without paying the slightest attention to Shirley, begins to leisurely prepare his terrified horse for the ride home. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor horse. Uh, when he's finally ready to leave the forest, Shirley asks him desperately, Oh, you cruel man, tell me at least what your name is so that I know who to take revenge on. Oh, what? Like, of like you, not. Yeah, when you say it like that, of course he's not going to give you... <laughs> So the young man, before striking his horse with a whip, rude, um, finally turns to Shurelay and tells him with a wink, yeah. my name is Belter. Wink. Uh, <laughs> and also, it should be known that Belter is literally uh, last year uh, in Tatar. Uh -huh. <laughs> Uh -huh. In the language spoken by the Tatar. <laughs> um, so last year. Uh -huh. So the next morning, the forest kin of the Shurelay gather around him and ask him why he is screaming so loud. So he screams all night. Uh, the poor creature responds to them, Oh, my fingers! Last year! Poor Belter. <laughs> um, the, the other... Oh, interesting. The other Shurelays. Oh. So I guess it's like a family um, the other shoe relays, so apparently there are more than one, even though every single thing that I've read so far right. was using it as a name for him. Mm. Um, I don't know, hard to learn. Yeah. Okay, so they all start <laughs> laughing at the hapless relative and scolding him. <laughs> you fool! Why are you screaming now if the accident happened last year? <laughs> That's all stupid. But <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> so that's the end of that story. Uh, it's great. It's that is beautiful. Wonderful. Love it. Um, so this poem actually inspired the composer Farid Yerulin 
to write the music for a ballet called Shoe Relay. Oh my god. Um, whose world premiere was in, was on March 12th, the oh. anniversary is coming up, Almost, yeah. of 1945. Oh. And it was, yeah, a long ago yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Um, at the Tatar State Opera House. And it's become one of the most popular Tatar ballets. But I'm also, like, I know they keep saying, like, the most popular Tatar poem uh-huh. and the most popular what Tatar does ballet. Mean? I'm like, how many poems do they have right how, <laughs> how many, many ballets I mean, I mean they have a, an opera house they do have their own opera house so maybe that's that's interesting or they like, did I 1945 don't... well yeah that's true um <laughs> huh but yeah it's popular <laughs> interesting yeah <laughs> so um i found a synopsis of that because Ooh. it's it's different it's quite different actually than the poem which i think is interesting oh okay but I found this synopsis on the website for St. Petersburg's Marinsky Theater. So they did a revival of technically the second version of the ballet. So like there was one in 1945, mm. then they did a second version of it in 1950, mm-hmm. and then they did a revival of the second version <laughs> in St. Petersburg <laughs> in 2009. And okay. so I'm not sure, I, they're probably not still doing it, but right. whatever. But I found the synopsis on their website. I'm also going to continue with the trend and say all of their names in the most Midwestern accent that I can, <laughs> because that is all I know. <laughs> I don't know how to, to do no, their no the accents correctly. Anyway, so <laughs> act one. Uh, Ellie Better. <laughs> A young hunter appears in a dense forest. Seeing a bird fly past, he sets off after the bird. The evil master of the woods, Shoe Relay, emerges from the trunk of a tree. Oh, God. Genies, witches, and evil spirits entertain their master with dances. As the sun begins to rise, the evil spirits hide. A flock of birds comes down on the clearing. They transform into young maidens. The last to abandon her wings, the beautiful, oh gosh, <laughs> Sayumbike. Sayumbike? That doesn't sound right, but like. Sayumbike. Sayumbike. Sayumbike, I don't know. Um, <laughs> follows them into the woods. Shurele, keeping an eye on her from behind a tree, steals her wings. The girls perform merry round dances in the clearing. When it's time to start off, the girls pick up their wings and, transformed into birds, take to the skies. Only Sayumbike is left to wander around, having been unable to find her wings. Suddenly, terrible Shurele appears before her and orders the evil spirits to surround the girl. She is a prisoner and terrified. Shurele is prepared to celebrate his victory, but... Ellie Better rushes out from the forest and hurries to Siumbake's <laughs> assistance. <laughs> he begins a fight with Shu Relay. The youth knocks the monster down to the ground with one powerful blow. In vain, Siumbake and her savior look for the wings everywhere. Tired of the fruitless search in torment, Siumbake falls asleep. Ellie Batter carefully picks up the sleeping maiden and leaves with her. The defeated Shurele threatens Ellie Batter <laughs> with, with a pitiless revenge 
uh, for having kidnapped the bird maiden from him. Uh, act two. <laughs> All of the fellow villagers have come to Ali Badr's courtyard to a banquet in honor of Ali Badr and the beautiful Siyumbake. A beautiful bride is on the luxurious carpet. So apparently they're going to marry, get married? I don't know. The matchmakers hide her, and in accordance with custom, the groom must find her. That's interesting. That is weird. That is very weird. <laughs> the guests make merry and the children romp around. The bride is alone and sad. Oh, no. Siyumbake is unable to forget her lost wings. The celebration ends. The guests depart. Unnoticed by anyone, Shurule slips into the courtyard. Unnoticed by anyone? Un- yeah, this, like, seven-foot-tall woolly man. <laughs> the woolly <horn>. man. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, even if he is, even if he's done his little human transformation, like, oh, did you see the guy with the glowing eyes over there? <laughs> right, Who and the weird mismatched shoes, like. Is, is, he, is he with the bride or the groom? <laughs> Um, okay. He slips into the courtyard. Seizing a suitable moment, he throws Siam Bakay her wings. <gasps> in delight, the girl hugs them to her breast and wants to fly off. But in indecision, she stops. She would be saddened to abandon her savior, but the desire to take to the skies is stronger. Siam Bakay takes to the air in flight. Immediately, she is surrounded by a flock of carrion crows <gasps> sent by Shurule. They force her to fly towards the lair of their master. <gasps> Ali Batter sees the white bird flying away in the sky, beating her wings inside the circle of black crows. Seizing an incandescent torch, Ali Batter follows in pursuit. Uh, final act. <laughs> in Shurule's lair, the bird maiden is languishing in captivity. The girl rebuffs Shurule's advances, Obviously. Um, <laughs> Ali Badr runs into the clearing. At Shurule's demand, the witch's genies and Shurule's minions attack the youth. Ali Badr sets light to Shurule's lair. All its inhabitants perish in the fiery flames. Ali Badr and Siyumbake are alone amidst the storming inferno. How did she get out? I don't know. I want to watch it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ali Badr hands the maiden her wings, the only way to salvation. But Siyumbake does not wish to abandon her beloved. She throws her wings into the flames. Then the forest fire suddenly dies away. Ali Badr and Siyumbake return to the village. Ali Badr's parents, friends, and the matchmakers wish happiness to the groom and his bride. I don't like that. I don't either. Because she was sad when they were going to get married before. Because she wasn't, she just, I, I feel like, I mean, based on this synopsis, it just seems like, she wanted to marry him, or she was going through with marrying him because he saved her. Yeah. And then she was like, as soon as she got her wings, she was like, bye. Yeah, peace. On her wedding day. But <laughs> then she's like, I, never mind, mm-hmm. I decide to stay. Yeah. I don't like it. Mm-mm. No. That's not true love. <laughs> <laughs> true. Love means never having to burn your wings. <laughs> uh, huh. That's so weird. So anyway, that's the shoe relay. Whose name has the word shoe, and then he also wears weird shoes. Wears backwards shoes. (laughs) You're welcome. I nailed it. (laughs) Um. That is a weird... It's one of those things where I'm like, how have we not... Like, I've never heard of this this person before. Yeah. uh, This monster. Yeah, but I mean, I've also never heard of the Tatar people. True. True. But it just feels like he would have come up in another, like, theme, like, forests. 
or have we done forests? I don't know. Yeah. No, we did forests. I kind of assumed. And trees? Did. did we do forests and trees? I think so. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, well, that was a weird one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do you, I wonder if they have any of the ballet on um, YouTube or something. I, I watched some of it, actually. Did you? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. Cool. Like, the, there was some music and, like, the beginning of it. And it sounded beautiful, and it looked gorgeous. I mean, I love, like, the. I mean, the Russian ballet is, like, the most famous ballet in the world. Yeah, they had a, they had, like, a commercial for it. For I don't know if it was the two thousand nine one, but like mm-hmm. or like a little sneaky peeky, oh, um, and it was beautiful. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I don't know, I was I was into it. I That's would definitely cool. see it if it came here. Which it if won't. we can ever um, <laughs> see things again. Oh, that's also true. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Well, mine is a little different. I am going to talk today about concealed shoes. Concealed shoes. Mm-hmm. What do you think that's about? Um, is it like the emperor's new shoes where they're just, you don't see him? <laughs> where he, he, he's like, look at my new shoes, but he's not wearing He's any. not wearing any shoes? <laughs> no. Someone tricked him? No. <laughs> huh, okay, concealed <laughs> shoes. No, I don't. All right, well, that's good because <laughs> now you're going to learn. Yay. <laughs> so concealed shoes are um, literally shoes that are hidden away, but they're hidden in the fabric of... A building. Oh. Yeah. Um, like in the walls Usually in like chimneys, under floors, Ooh. above the ceilings, sometimes around doors, um, in windows, in the roof, in the floor, you, you know. That's creepy. Yeah. Uh, it is creepy. Can you imagine like doing renovations on your house uh, and finding, finding a shoe? Like, one, one old fucking uh, shoe. I don't know. Like it. I don't either. <laughs> Because I wouldn't think it was this. Like, I would I would immediately be like, who fucking died here? Right? <laughs> For sure. Especially if it's, like, you know, like a 1930s shoe. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Ugh. This, I mean, this goes back even further than that. No. Yeah. Um. So, these shoes have been discovered in many European countries, as well as, like, North America and Australia, which are both heavily colonized by Europe. Mm-hmm. So, it makes sense that the tradition kind of went over... Um, shoes from as early as the early modern period, which is 1500 to like 1800. Oh, okay. Um, possibly like some, some from even earlier than that, but it's like, I mean, old How was <laughs> shoes. I not, is this, huh, okay. I'm like surprised that it had been happening for so long. How have I not heard of it? Right. That's what I because yeah. I've never heard of this either. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so during this time, fifteen hundred to about eighteen hundred, it was com- a common custom to hide objects like written charms, dried cats. <gasps> dried cats. Uh-huh. Like they well, died and then they put then them in their dried something. Um, their thing, their dehydrator. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Right next to their, uh, their throw air fryer. Out the, throw out the fruit leathers. I have a cat that needs drying. I'm assuming they put it in the sun or like whatever they did with tanning, you know, mm, yeah, or something. You know, I don't. I, I haven't looked at that. Like, like there's a information, like a Wikipedia page about it, mm-hmm. but I didn't look into it because I didn't want to get too distracted. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. So so there's like the charms, the dried cats, horse skulls. 
Which are huge. Yeah. You know. That would be so wild. Can you imagine finding a horse skull? (laughs) 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 That's how he turned into a horse. (laughs) No, 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 no. No. Um, And witch bottles. Witch? um, Like bottles full of charm things? I'm assuming. So they're just like little objects that... um, And these have all been found inside the structure of buildings. Um, concealed shoes, though, are the most common okay. to find. That makes sense, because like, if you're building a house, <laughs> like you just happen to have a horse skull lying right. around, or a dry cat, right? Or you... <laughs> it makes a lot more sense that you have some shoes. Huh. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine being, like, wanting to put up a wall, and you're like, oh, God, I want to put this charm in here, but I have to wait for the cat to die. <laughs> Um, an archaeologist named Brian Hogard has observed that the locations in which these shoes are found um, suggest that at least some of these items were concealed as magical charms to protect the occupants of the building against evil influences. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. These are called spiritual middens. Mittens? Middens. <laughs> Middens. Mittens? No. We're saying the same thing. No, we're not. <laughs> it's literally M-I-D-D-E-N-S. Ah, mittens. Mid- <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> okay, okay. Middens. <laughs> Middens. An analysis of the concealed shoe index maintained... <laughs> index it has there's its own index? so many goddamn shoes how have i never heard of this I how know. have we never heard of this I collectively know. oh my gosh i know that's why maybe it's because it, it's i don't know like me because it's mostly in england and then like I, I read i don't know if i say it in this but i read that it's um like northeast america okay um like you know the 13 colonies <laughs> <laughs> um so I don't know if it's just because we haven't experienced it or, yeah. you know, because we're newer. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I've never torn down a house before, so no. I guess I wouldn't know. Uh, nor have I. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. <laughs> uh, okay, so the analysis of the concealed shoe index maintained by the Northampton Museum mm-hmm. in England uh, was conducted by June Swan. And published in 1996, and it reveals that the most common place of concealment uh, is the chimney, fireplace, or hearth, which were 26.2%. Wow. Oh my gosh, that's so specific. Uh Also, like, why, hmm, the chimney? Because I feel like it could burn, right? Yeah. But I guess if it's... Unless they, like... Huh. Like... Like, in the chimney? Squashing it between bricks? I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then the next most common was under the floor or above the ceiling at 22.9%. Oh, wow. (laughs) And almost as many were concealed in the roof. Oh. Yeah. Shoes have also been found around doors and windows, under the stairs, and among the foundations. Hmm. Concealed (laughs) shoes have been discovered in many types of buildings, so it's not just houses. Mm. Country cottages, townhouses, manor houses, mm. uh, hospitals, workhouses, factories, public houses, 
which are bars, <laughs> and two Oxford colleges, well, St. John's and Queen's. What? Okay, cool. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah. That's cool. Um, they've been found in ecclesi- ecclesiastical buildings, including a Benedictine monastery in Germany and a Baptist church in Cheshire, England. The earliest concealed shoe yet recorded was discovered behind the choir stalls in Winchester Cathedral, which were installed in 1308. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I can't yes. get over this. Like, I can't get over that this is so, so many things. Mm-hmm. And, 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 like, it's just, like, it, it, it was, it lasted for so long, and now we've, um, you've never heard of it. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um, the theory favored by most scholars, which is the one I like the most, mm-hmm. um, argues that the shoes were concealed to protect against evil influences such as demons, ghosts, witches, <gasps> and familiars. Ooh! <laughs> okay! <laughs> Witches were believed to be attracted by the human scent of a shoe, which is disgusting, especially back then. (laughs) And after entering one, found themselves trapped as they are unable to reverse. Oh. Apparently. Um, Archaeologist and architectural historian M. Chris Manning has proposed that the immurement... New word for me. <laughs> like it? <laughs> Don't know what it means. <laughs> Didn't look it up. <laughs> Ooh, another thing. mystery. The Emir Min of shoes, garments, and other objects may be, may be related to the belief in a household deity or helpful spirit. Found throughout Northern Europe from Ireland to Western Russia. Oh, okay. Like a brownie? Like a, a little, like, yes. house elfy kind yes, of yes, thing? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, Okay. You meant, like, um, the snack. Or the, and then I was like, no, it can't possibly be snack. <laughs> it must be the little girl. It's not a Girl <laughs> Scout yet. That. Didn't even think about that. I thought that I was like, oh, she needs the camera. The brownie <laughs> camera. Oh, my gosh. Must be. That must be what I mean. <laughs> Stupid brain. Oh my god. Um, According to Manning, a 14th century unofficial saint. Unofficial saint? (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know what that means. (laughs) Untrustworthy. I wonder if they like made it through part of the saint process, but Mm -hmm. didn't quite make it all the way through. So they're like mostly a saint. Mostly a saint. (laughs) Yeah. Could be. Or they call themselves a saint, but the church doesn't (laughs) recognize them. (laughs) Huh. Um, 14th century unofficial saint named John Shorn, the, um, the use of a shoe to capture or repel a troublesome spirit may have called upon an existing belief in the power of shoes and other garments to attract, repel, or lay such spirits. The brownie oh, ah! and hob, <laughs> domestic fairies found in England and Scotland, could be driven off by a gift of clothing. In Russia, it was said that the domovoy, a helpful domestic spirit, could be attracted to a home with an old boot or bast shoe placed under the stove or hung in the yard. The belief in household spirits is closely tied to the concept of the familiar, which in turn is linked to the belief of demons and other harmful spirits. So it's all connected. Yep. Believe one, you believe them all. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) So going back to Shorn, he was 
John Shorn, the unofficial saint. <laughs> he, he was the rector of the English Buckinghamshire. Buckinghamshire. <laughs> Buckinghamshire. <laughs> Buckinghamshire. <laughs> Village of North Marston. Hmm. He was a very devout and godly man who was credited with a number of miraculous cures, including toothache and gout. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. According to legend, one year, during a particularly bad drought, he discovered a well whose waters had wonderful curative properties. Ooh. He was renowned for his piety and dedication to God, and there is a tradition that he trapped the devil... In a boot. <gasps> in a boot? Yeah. How'd he get out? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Archaeologists and historians think that the custom of hiding footwear in buildings may be connected with ancient pagan deities and spirits. Mm. And the legend of Shorn may relate to the protective power footwear was once seen to hold. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. All right. Therefore, an old shoe under the floorboards or buried under the fireplace may be seen as an easy and prudent tactic to thwart malevolent beings, just in case. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then yet another theory (laughs) (laughs) is that the shoes are hidden away as some kind of fertility charm. Oh. Yeah, which is very different. This is why I saved it for last, because I was like, what? Why a shoe? Like anything, anything anyone does to protect themselves against like demons. Like I'm mm-hmm. like I don't, whatever you know. Like <laughs> everything and nothing makes sense, but like it makes sense because people will do anything. Yeah, they but then I guess that's anything also to true keep a demon away to get pregnant. That's true. Kids were important. Yeah, they. What like there's so many fairy tales where like people sell their, well they don't sell sell their firstborn to have a child. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. They sell their kids, get rid of their kids. (laughs) But, you know, like, they would do anything. Uh Uh-huh. Huh, okay. And then there's also a lot of, like, a lot of folklore with monsters and demons who, like, attack pregnant women Mm. or steal babies, you know, because that's, like, the worst thing. Which, I mean, it's also the worst thing now, still. (laughs) Yeah. But back then, (laughs) especially. But back then, especially. Because, like, even if you had a kid, the chances that it would make it to adulthood were same. So each kid was so Mm -hmm. important. Again, Mm -hmm. they're still very important now. (laughs) But, But, like, the death rate was significantly higher (laughs) back then. Yeah. So there's a long-standing connection between shoes and fertility, which I had never heard or considered. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, me neither. Um, which is exemplified by the nursery rhyme, there was an old woman who lived in a shoe. <gasps> Interesting. Yeah. Because she had a bunch of kids, she had a right? a shitload of kids. Because <laughs> she lived in a shoe. <laughs> Interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and the custom of casting a shoe after a bride as she leaves for her honeymoon... <laughs> Like throwing Someone it? throws their shoe <laughs> at a bride? Throw it, throws it at her. <laughs> if either of us get married, we gotta throw shoes at yeah. each other. No, do not do that. <laughs> You're gonna I, have a baby whether you like it or not. <laughs> I don't want them. Take this boot. Don't throw it. It's, it's gonna, gonna be throw a like boot. a Doc Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Seven pounds of shoe. <laughs> and your white dress. Get me like, right into the, the back of the head. <laughs> Get concussed. <laughs> On my honeymoon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
So this is, again, another custom I've never heard of. <laughs> um, but the custom of casting a shoe as she leaves for her honeymoon. Or attaching shoes to the departing couple's car um, is also tied into this. Which oh, I, like instead like, of cans? Yeah, like I've only ever heard of like tin cans. Archaeologist Ralph Merrifield has observed that in the English county of Lancashire, women who wish to conceive might try on the shoes of a woman who had just given birth. Hmm. A custom known as smickling. Smickling? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna smickle you. I'm gonna smickle you good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, like, I mean, again, I know that that people would do anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't want to try on someone else's shoes. <laughs> First sounds... of all, my feet are big, so <laughs> they won't fit. <laughs> yeah, like, um, like the idea of going to a thrift store and buying Ooh. shoes, actually, I, it makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah. And I don't know if that's something that my parents were like, well, you don't buy your shoes at the thrift store or something, which is a, a verbatim <laughs> impression of my mother. <laughs> that's exactly what she sounds like. <laughs> Well, you don't buy shoes at the thrift store. You're not going to buy them on my watch. Uh, or whatever. Because <laughs> I don't think they ever told me that. But, like, something in my head is like, no, I, I mean, don't like it. Yeah, I didn't shop with my parents at thrift stores. and Like, I didn't start shopping at thrift stores until I was a teenager. And by mm-hmm. then I was going by, with other friends. Yeah. We would but I still... Go, but... Yeah, I mean, that's like, that huh. was, like, a thing that your family in, enjoyed. Yeah, but I guess enjoys. we didn't really... Uh, I don't know, like, I can't picture actually looking at clothes or shoes. Yeah, I, I've only ever looked at, like, dishes and mm-hmm. uh, what, a, what weird cameras and, yeah. you know. My mom would buy us, like, toys and books mm-hmm. there a oh, yeah, lot. Books, books and records. But, like, bloop, I can't think of... Huh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whatever. Like, I anyway, wouldn't wear a I shoe. I wouldn't wear someone else's shoes, maybe. I <laughs> don't know uh huh okay 13 of the shoes in swan's analysis so we're going back to june swan from earlier Mm -hmm. um which is only a fraction of the thousands of concealed shoes reported worldwide wow were buried in the foundations of the building she has alluded to a possible connection with the carthaginian practice of putting human babies uh, in the foundations of their buildings and suggested that the shoes may have acted as a substitute for a person. Oh, wow. We ran out of babies, so let's put in a shoe? Right. What, what the <laughs> heck? Think... No, I think she meant... <laughs> like, instead of putting babies, they're like, oh, well, this is the, the same. Okay, this is the same so, amount like, of So they don't whatever. have to sacrifice babies. Okay, that's yeah. nice. I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good to me. <laughs> And so I, this is like the last thing that I I found about anything, and I was like, I'm sorry, the what? <laughs> <laughs> so I did a quick Google search about it, but I didn't see anything more than articles that were like, yes, they sacrificed babies, like most ancient societies did, but it wasn't as often, like it wasn't all the time, because that obviously like regular would... culling of your your infant population is going to fuck up your pocket. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not a good 
um, you know, sur- survivalist thing to do, Correct. you know? Yeah. You're not going to keep going if you sacrifice <laughs> all your babies. Oh, my God, that's yeah. awful. So, th- so there oh. were articles talking about how, like, other societies would say that other societies were doing these horrible things Mm -hmm. or like it was more of a like propaganda kind of thing okay that but but it still happened just not all the time Mm. it wasn't a frequent practice um but i also found nothing about them being used in the foundation of a building like i just saw that there there were sacrifices huh and then like they had like a special like graveyard for them yeah, that's super creepy. <laughs> but, Probably um, the most haunted graveyard. I would imagine. Full of those. What were those things that were like, um, baptize me, that you oh, talked about? Oh, you just talked about like, yeah, I mean, I guess I can't the, like, remember. This way. <laughs> but but yeah. it was in episode, episode wise, it was pretty recent. <laughs> huh. Okay. Um, I don't know, but I remember talking about those and thinking of the botchlings from The Witcher. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which are disgusting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. <laughs> that, was, that was it. That's good. I got nothing That's more. it? So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's just like, you know, it's, I mean, I guess it's over and over. They probably, no one knows for sure. Like, this is all, like, guesswork because there's nothing written down about mm-hmm. it. It's just like, okay, well. Probably they use these as protection or like a charm of mm-hmm. some sort. Wow. Yeah. It's so amazing that it could be so prevalent and for so many hundreds of years. Yeah. And there's no idea. There's only like um, guesswork. Guessing. About it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guessing about what and it could be for. Yeah. And it's across the board of like poor people. And so it's not just like, oh, well, these people didn't know how to write. So of course they didn't write anything down. Mm -hmm. Like it's poor people and rich people who were educated and literally the buildings of Oxford college. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, yeah, like it, yeah, it's very, it's very, very strange. Mm -hmm. Well, I love the idea that it's like a good luck charm and stuff. Yeah. Like, if I ever built a house, mm-hmm. now I would want to put a shoe somewhere. <laughs> I think that's really Yeah, cute. or if you do renovations, even, you oh. can put, you can stick it in somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Can you imagine, like, a hundred years from now, someone tearing down your, your renovated <laughs> house and then finding, like, a tom yeah. in the wall? <laughs> a tom? <laughs> of all the shoes. Or Doc Martin. <laughs> One tom. <laughs> It was never, it's very rare that people found pairs of shoes. It was usually just Just one one. shoe. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's more likely, because for such a long time, like, shoes and clothes were extremely expensive, Mm -hmm. and usually you had, like, one pair. So it makes sense that, like, I don't know, it's a lost shoe, or, like, the other one was broken. Right, So they have one shoe lying around, and they're like, hmm, good luck, What am I going to do with this now? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Put it in the ceiling. (laughs) Uh, huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give, give it some sort of use, right. you know. Um, huh? Yeah, it's. I like. I like learning about things that people used to do like that. Mm-hmm. Especially because it was like at least five hundred years that people did this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like the one from the thirteen hundreds. Like, mm-hmm. woof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, shoes worked out well for us. It did. Yeah. 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 Huh. Okay. Good. I even like I. I <laughs> When I texted you that, like, we chose shoes, and I was like, okay, future Cassandra's going to hate this, because, <laughs> but that's her problem, because <laughs> I was like, this is going to be so hard, and then, 
It was pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's good. Good. Yeah. We even got a new creature out of it. We did. Yeah. Which is Which fun. is, yeah, it's always nice to find a new creature. <laughs> new friend <laughs> yeah. for the bunch. Mm. I would love to, like, get, like, a little, like, a painting or something of, like, each one of our, oh my gosh, no, like the beginning of, or the end, I'm sorry, the end of America's Next Top Model, where they, <laughs> they have pictures of every single model, and then at the end they're like, do, 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 and like one of them disappears, <laughs> except for each week, one more appears. That's oh my beautiful. God. I would love that. Oh, I wish we had um, skills. Skills to do that. <laughs> we have some skills. Yeah. But not those. And then at this point, we've done, like, gosh, well, I mean, they weren't all creatures, no. but, like, no. uh, about 120 things to draw Yeah, or add to the thing. Yeah, that's too many to start. Um, anyway, whatever. <laughs> it's, it's already too many, so we're definitely not we're going definitely to do it. <laughs> Pie in the sky. It would be great. But, um, yeah, so anyway. Thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> for joining us again. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome back. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> welcome back. What is that song? I don't know. <laughs> it's like some like a... It just sounds like some you're like, singing. <laughs> like you're just singing They just made it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's some like a theme song. Welcome back. I don't remember any of the rest. Doesn't sound even remotely familiar. Like not even. I'm like, oh no, it's you got the tune right, but it's different words, you know. But nothing. No, nothing. nothing. My head is Mm. empty. Okay, mine too. (laughs) Which is why why we should say goodbye. (laughs) Yes. So this is where we say, "See you later, ghouls and boys." Bye. Bye. to be blowhole girl (laughs) (laughs) want to be the blowhole girl (laughs) (laughs) all right um